Hello, friends. Welcome to a brand new episode of the Long Lost Heroes podcast. I'm AJ. And I'm Frank. We got a nice one for you here today, folks. So we took a little bit of a break. Uh, me and Frank needed a little bit of uh, respite, some time away from the microphones. Um, I will definitely say it was well-deserved and well-earned. We have been kind of been going straight since Wanda. Yeah. Um, so definitely felt nice to take a couple weeks to kind of you know, reset and boy, do we have a good one to come back with. I feel fresh. I feel, feels good. I was like, wait, but how do we do this again? <laughs> no, definitely. Um, so, you know, before we left, uh, you know, the season finale, of Falcon and winter soldier, Frank and I said we would finish up the captain America trilogy. As you guys may or may not know, Frank and I are going back. We're pretty much everything, every superhero movie in the major franchises that came out between the years, 2008, and the current date. And the reason for that is that's kind of the time of when we were of age, fully adult people experiencing these movies apart from when we were kids. And we may not remember as well. Uh, do you remember seeing this in theaters? I do. I do, actually. Yeah. Um, this, like, like I was saying a couple of weeks ago, like I uh, did not see the first cap in theaters, but like Avengers on everything else. I was there like opening weekend sometimes like thursday night and everything this one was definitely up there this also filmed in dc and i was living in and around dc and i remember like you know i guess it was probably 2012 like probably 2013 when they were filming in in those areas and just like the buzz around uh, the city and like i mean the kennedy center like is in so yeah. many shots of this movie it's insane definitely and I was just like, it's just, it was so exciting. So um, that was fun. And I also, the last thing I'll say, I was actively watching Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which was airing yes. on, on ABC at the time. And it was like, you have to watch the show, then go watch the movie, and then come back the next week. And obviously, and we'll get to it, there's a huge shift. And so the first like, two seasons of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Are, were pretty fun. Yeah. I remember watching week to week trying to figure out what was going on and enjoying it. Um, you know, I don't remember so much later on, but in case you haven't noticed, we are talking about Captain America, the Winter Soldier, uh, the sequel in the Captain America trilogy. Um, yeah, I saw this movie definitely at the big theater in Manhattan. Mm -hmm. um, I remember it was not fully IMAX certified, right? So it was kind of just on the big screen. It wasn't the full screen effect. Sure. Uh, which was definitely a bummer because you pay so much money for those fucking tickets. But anyway, um, yeah, I loved this one. And I think that, you know, this movie is heavily influenced by another um, movie called Three Days of the Condor, which was like an action thriller from the 70s. Uh, but this I remember being like at the beginning of the phase two launch uh, described as being like a 70s thriller from the get go. Yeah. Um, which was definitely cool because this felt like the beginning of the genre mashup, right? It definitely is. Um, it, it, I think it was finally the point where it's like, hey, we're, we know how to make superhero movies. We figured it out. Like, we've got the team-up movie down, and so let's, let's see what else we can do. And so, yeah, this is like your 70s political thriller. I, I also, to me, there's a lot of Star Wars in this. this what movie. do you mean by that? I, I just feel like um, in terms of 
there's some Empire Strikes Backsiness to it, and then there's also some like Order sixty six siness to it to me. Maybe that was just because I just watched because it. we're burning shield down. Yeah. Okay. Well, you're not wrong. Um. Yeah. So spoilers. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh. But uh. Anyway, it's um, old enough. You're just yeah. You, keep up. Yeah, you probably saw this movie. You know, I never really thought about it like that way. I think you may have a point with the um, the Empire Strikes Back, and that we're it's the kind of the the bottom falls out for Steve. Yes. Right. But we still, I think, thinking about it like that though, they have a you know, bridge sequence. They're on a bridge. And it's like I no, am your true. father. <laughs> That's true. Does um, he doesn't lose his hand though? Like the the Thor lost his hand. Um, are there any other? Aren't there other people who lost their hand in Phase Two, or who lose a hand? Uh, I don't know. We'll come back to that <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, I think. Um, I watched a little bit of a featurette about you know the making of this movie. It's one of my favorite things. Or special features. Um, and it was just very interesting. They said that they shot a lot of this film handheld. And I think something that holds up to this day that is like on the level of being epic is the opening sequence. The opening fight sequence on the boat is magnificent. It's so good. And it just, it sets it off like on the, on the right foot, you know, like, I mean, I mean, obviously I love the, the whole on your left bit. That's like really where the movie starts, but but yeah, the, the Lumerian star is like iconic now it, because it's like, all right, you've seen Captain America in war. You've seen Captain America like fighting a bunch of aliens. But like this is like your modern day espionage, uh, you know, soldier guy. And he's just so fucking badass. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it, it's really it's really memorable. I, I got to hand it to Chris Evans and the stunt team on this because they really kind of pushed everybody is what was what they were saying and they wanted to uh it was very important to um joe and anthony russo kind of working with mcfeely and marcus to say hey like we want to make sure that you see that this is a new fighting style this is cap updated and like he's using his super strength he's using his super speed like he is at at the level super soldier like of modern day you know what i mean um, the only thing I was thinking about while he was fighting on the bridge, because I was like, wow, this is an awesome scene, <clears throat> is what kind of crazy Stark-level fabric is he wearing that it's, like, totally dry by the time he's, like, running around? Yeah. Because you would think he'd be, like, squishing around up there. You know what I mean? Like, he'd be... Yeah. And then he'd pick the guy off the ship. That's true. I don't know. <laughs> I'm trying to think of jokes over here, his, people, his, okay? His hair's not wet. <laughs> yeah, his the helmet's not wet. Like, he's he's perfectly dry when he comes out of there. Um, anyway, uh, I think the most memorable shot is when he kicks the guy off the boat in the first sequence. Um, it's excellent. And, you know, I don't know. It's a little bit of CGI. It's a little bit of practical effect, but like the whole thing is very, very cool. They actually shot it on a satellite launch boat, um, that they, that they found and they did it in Florida. Um, yeah. So I think we get, before we get too ahead of ourselves, do you want to try the plot game? Sure. Yeah, I mean, we got it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so... Captain America is sent to recover hostages on a boat 
unbeknownst to him, Black Widow has a separate mission from Nick Fury to gather intel on S.H.I.E.L.D. Nick, yep. Nick Fury gets assassinated, in air quotes. Uh, they continue to pull the thread to find out Hydra's been pulling the strings all along. Dee, 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 dee. And Nick Fury's not dead. They stop Hydra. They cut off the heads, but two more shall take its place. Oh, my God. And he um, finds out Bucky's alive and Bucky's the Winter Soldier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dee, 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 Which that, that was like we knew. That, the you whole know, time. You know, the, the whole, whole time. time. That's so, not the surprise, which is actually really smart, right? Right. Because going into this movie, you're like, okay, it's Winter Soldier, Sebastian Stan, like blah, blah, blah. We know Bucky. Okay. Because you're focusing on that the whole time and you don't see the Hydra twist. Right. And, you know, you have Alexander Pierce played by Robert Redford. Oh, my goodness. Some real great chops coming in on this. Uh, you have some great scenes with Samuel L. Jackson. Um, I think his car chase scene is one of the most innovative car chase scenes, like not just in the MCU, but like in the last like 10, 20 years. Like it's just it's super great where the car is very smart and yes. has great, you know, enhanced bond level gadgets, you know, and just what an amazing, you know, in thrilling car chase. So the thing that's like equally satisfying, but also like a little bit disappointing is how cool it is to see like shield in its prime, right? Like see we've got, yes. Uh, all, all these, like the strike team, we've got captain America, we've got black widow, Nick Fury, Maria Hill. And like, we just had them in, in, um, in the Avengers. And so like here it's like, yeah, everything's great. Like if we had like one more movie, of all this, it would have been like, oh, cool. But then, you know, they tear it all apart. And so then, like, the entire face of the MCU changes from here on out. Um, but, yeah. like, not before getting some really, really cool stuff. And, you know, like, obviously, Civil War is basically an Avengers movie. This one, like, is almost there because you have so many big names and, and people from, the, like, the team. Sure. And it's one that has a ton of references to the other characters. Um, oh, yeah. You know. They talk about Stark and Banner and... Yeah, they talk about everybody. So I think it's um, it's got good representation, but, you know, I think what's just, like, interesting about this movie that they did that I don't know if you could say a ton about the other MCU movies is that if you only saw one movie from the MCU and you watched this, you would be pretty okay. Yeah. And, like, that this movie kind of does stand on its own... And even though there are other characters and other stuff, it's all introduced in this movie. And it's definitely, I think, incredibly captivating and fun to experience. It's, it's a ride. And, um, yeah, I, I, you know, a lot of, about this movie has been said already. So Frank and I are just trying to make sure we cover the important stuff. Um, I Frank, what's yeah. your, like, standout sequence that you think about in this movie that excites you? Oh, man. Um, I mean, I, I feel like the freeway scene is pretty great. Like, um, no, I, I take that back. I take that back wholeheartedly. I think one of the best moments in this movie is when Captain America 
it's like two things. When he leaves the Triskelion first, the elevator sequence is nuts. <laughs> yeah, it's a pretty great scene. Which immediately followed by him taking down the Quinjet like like it's nothing. Yep. <laughs> it's just He's, like, oh. He's at the height of his powers, you know? Yeah. And I think, like, it's also um, seeing him kind of the beginning of him not caring as much, you know, being a little bit more flippant. I think it does kind of change tonally a little bit in Ultron where he is the leader and, you know, the language guy. Whereas in this, when he's fighting and that guitar riff kicks in, like he's like on one, you know what I mean? And like, (laughs) you could see how fast he's moving and uh, you know, the scene with Batrock, you know, that guy is a UFC fighter. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, like they designed that whole fight sequence around that guy's fighting style to incorporate his moves or whatever. And a lot of that's Chris Evans. And that's super cool. And, you know, what they do, which is different than like Star Wars, which we know a little bit about with previs, this is called stunt viz. So where they really do stunt visualization of how they want the, the stunt to look on camera before they even get out to the set to shoot it. Yeah. So, like, they're doing really intense stuff in a studio using foam and other, you know, elements to kind of do those moves with, which was pretty cool, I thought. Which is what – and they've continued to do that. Like, they did that on the show. Like, did, did you end up watching Assembled for, for uh, Captain – or Falcon and Winter Soldier? Yes. Yeah, so they, they talk about that there, too, which is pretty sweet. Um, it makes a lot of sense. Like, it, it ultimately makes it better. Right. Yeah. And and that's okay. You know, I think doing this kind of work beforehand, figuring out where to put the camera, how that's going to light the scene. It allows them to move faster. It allows them to make more of this content. And it shows you the care and the love that goes into it. Right. Like, ultimately, it's just like it's very intense, very hard choreography that you have to memorize in a certain way. And also have a sensibility to not kill somebody. Right. (laughs) Like like like, like the choreography between uh cap and and winter soldier basically after the the freeway scene right before the reveal yeah isn't like that knife work it's incredible it's incredible it's It's really they really were a very like ewan mcgregor hayden christensen you know relationship where they were they trusted each other and they were doing these moves this believable and awesome and it only makes you know sebastian more menacing when he's not talking (laughs) <laughs> you know right <laughs> i think as soon as he opens his mouth it's like what yeah uh. <laughs> you know but this movie i think you know uh i don't think he's terrible in it i don't think he's the strongest part of it at times and i think that you know his main scenes are the ones where he's just doing the moves and not talking yeah and he's not really a huge part of it it's kind of funny that you know it's titled winter soldier but I think that was a way to, you know, Trojan horse in, in the whole Hydra thing. Um, You're right. Uh, That's which, definitely what they did. Which is fine because ultimately he becomes a a very important part. And, you know, by the end it's he's, – he's free and like – and then obviously we know where everything goes from here. So um, so it's kind of a, a – cool kickoff point um but yeah you're right like <laughs> i hate you no <laughs> stop it Just, no i don't <laughs> that's a major tiktok meme right now it's like you know me 
Ah, it's out. <laughs> um, yeah, it's oof. Um, anyway, Scarlett Johansson is smoking hot in this movie. <laughs> she, you know, she brings it hard. You know, like and and an unsung hero. It's so sad that her movie hasn't come out yet. You know, yeah. like I'm excited to go see it. Like, but she was kind of owed this kind of swan song as the mama of the MCU, and like she, you know why uh she shows up in these other movies is because you know first of all she's the action stuff that she does is really great and she works really hard on it she's also been working with that team for a long time at, in this movie um and they have an amazing uh you know stunt girl named moneymaker which she's just awesome and they both kind of developed her fighting style and like you know her callback moves um yeah i Scarlett Johansson. Wow. Wow. Just like, and, and you know, I, I think the other thing that's really admirable is like, they, they chose not to make a relationship between them, you know, well, like that would have been the I, easy thing yeah. to do. Yeah. Yeah. Cause it, it's like, then, then you've got this great friendship that develops and, and you know, like it's kind of really awesome to see that on screen to have like, uh, you know, a male and a female that don't, want to fuck each other <laughs> you know i think in this movie it's good i'm kind of done with that being the rule for all the marvel movies though yeah it doesn't seem like they you know i know that it's a big part of what they're doing is to you know and we just got that with wanda right like that was a whole show about that had a lot of sex so definitely you know sure. um uh robot on the, which the, sex yeah. That's what you're into. That's what they did. And they weren't even shy about it. They put it on TV. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I think getting more into, you know, the sexy side and, like, having more relationships, I think, will come back in the Marvel movies. But I think this was definitely the turn kind of, you know, in a different way than what they did in Dark World, where they're like, okay, like, we can't really just force these relationships every time in these movies. And maybe this movie is stronger if there is no relationship like that. And like, yes, you can have Cap flirt with this girl, but <coughs> we don't have to, you know, make it, you know, anything more than that. Like, and also show kind of where Cap was mentally in this movie. You know, that he's not really, you know, looking to be out there. Right. Yeah. And she's trying to pitch all these these people for him to to go on dates with. But like, yeah, I mean, he's still pretty hung up on Peggy. Uh, one thing that's amazing, and I know I think I knew this subconsciously, but um, when when Nick Fury is in in his apartment and the music pl is playing, yes, it, that's the same song. It's yeah. the same song from Endgame, and it's just like, oh yeah, that's just it feels so right. <laughs> it's it, it's great, you know. They definitely he definitely has a favorite song, you know, uh, which is which is cute. Um, I love. Yeah, I think I wasn't this movie pitched as like the end of Nick Fury. Like it, in some ways, it like, may was have like, been. Uh, like, wasn't his like contract up or something around this time? Well, I think so because it it was like after this, he's kind of gone for a while. like he shows up in Age of Ultron, and I feel like it's kind of a surprise. Uh, but then he's kind of gone for a while because um, he's not in Civil War. No, and I think it's kind of important that he's not. You know, um, for for reasons, 
just because of like the that division and you know like the as much as it's important for Thor and Hulk not to be there because they would smash each other <laughs> like each team yeah. would be like totally decimated i yeah. think fury uh is so gray in the middle that it like it just wouldn't work is like it's like how would he be a player in this story um I don't know. It's it's disappointing because you kind of want more Nick Fury. You want more Samuel L. Jackson as much as you possibly can fucking get, right? Um, but you know, I, I think it was highly speculated that he was going to die. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if everyone thought that it was going to be fake, but I'm, I'm fine with it because we still have him now. Like, do you think this is away. where he's he made the transformation from being regular Nick Fury to a scroll? Uh, no, no, no. Okay. Uh, no, I, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where, um, I honestly, hmm. this would be a good one. It could be, it could be, but I, I mean, I feel like he's still kind of in there. Like in they Age don't even Ultron. need to show the, they don't even need to show the Avengers coming oh. into that scene. So like you just reshoot that with him, make him look exactly the same. So th- back to the TV show for a second. Did you see sure. the thing about, um, Sharon? People think that she might be a scroll. Yes, I saw a lot of that. I saw a lot of that. Yes. Well, you know, I mean, that's not the worst plot thread if they're going for secret invasion. You know, like no, it's a pretty good. It's a pretty good one. I think going for big and crossing it over between the different shows would be a good idea. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's you the know? whole idea. It's like who who's been a scroll this whole time, kind of thing. And you know, she's suspicious, so go with go with that. Uh, but you know, I also really just love the idea that Sharon just got went to the dark side because of out of necessity. Um, so yeah, I don't know when he was replaced. There's just, there's so much like that could have happened. I I feel like by the time he's dusted, he's probably replaced, right? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Well, well, so we have a segment on fury files. Yes, so he's back. He's back um, in full fury here. This is definitely one of his better furies. This is like, you know, we get a lot of character details about him for the first time. Um, we kind of see him uh, in his office, like what his place of business looks like. Um, yeah, this is a great movie for Fury. Yeah, we, we learn about his granddad. We learn The thing that just like doesn't necessarily track to me, though, is how... How much he's buying into Project Insight at the start, and then all of a sudden he's like, "Oh, wait a second, this is pretty bad." <laughs> um, I guess like he maybe didn't realize how how it was going to be utilized, but it just seemed like, yeah, you you helped get these things built. Um, but yeah, you know, I mean that that's why he's such a great character. It's like he's he does the things that he feels are are necessary, not necessarily what are might may be right. Like he said, right. he doesn't trust people. Right. So, you know, to me, it's a little interesting, but ultimately, I don't think it, it hurts the movie too bad because we can all imagine how deep and secret an organization would have to be to be inside S.H.I.E.L.D., right? Like, yeah. It would have to be pretty fucking secret. Um, and you also have, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D.'s existed for a long time at this point. It's like a big organization. Yeah. You know, they've had this building up there for a while. You know, so, uh, you know, we see it in Ant-Man, for Christ's sakes, the goddamn Triskelion. Um, yeah. Uh, Scarlett Johansson, I think, um, 
I think she gets to do a lot of the comic relief, which is really good because mm-hmm. she's fucking funny. Yeah. You know, when she stops and she's like, you know, I need to pick up a fossil that like, that's awesome. That's great. <laughs> you know, like she's and, you know, when they're having the conversation in the car, they're driving up to um, New Jersey and she's like, you know, you're in the wrong business if you want to make friends, man. You know, like that was a, a very good sequence, um, you know. Yeah. And I think one of the more fun sequences you have that really does flesh out, you know, one of my favorite talkie talkie scenes of the MCU is uh, the Z- the Zola scene. Ooh, yeah. It's great. Um, we bring Zola back to his original form, a computer <laughs> screen. <laughs> um, and, you know, we kind of learn uh, all about what has been going on with the Winter Soldier. Um, and this yeah. is where, you know, Cap sees Dominic Cooper instead of uh, John Slattery. Name? John Slattery <laughs> in the newspaper in 1991. Um, oh, yeah. Huh. Interesting. I never thought about that. Um, <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> Whoops-a-doodles. Well, you uh, know what? Like, a newspaper is going to print whatever photo they want to print. Like, if that's what the what the public is going to remember him to be as instead of, like, a modern fi- picture. Eh. Eh. Um, <laughs> I don't know, man. Uh, you know, this is ostensibly where he learns about that. And also, you know, we kind of really realize how deep, um, you know, Hydra is. And I think it's one of the best talkie-talkie scenes in the whole damn series. You have great exposition. It's secrets being said. Yeah. It's told in a cool and interesting way. It doesn't overly rely on footage we've already seen or things we already know about. Like, it kind of introduces a lot of new elements. Like, yeah. it's it's a fun it's a fun sequence and it takes place at his original base That's, which is it's so cool yeah and you've got like the little flashback sequences but it's all you know like it, it also reminds me a little bit of, of Ultron on how it's like oh let me tell you my evil plan like blah 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 but like he's like yeah I'll tell you my evil plan because a missile's about to blow you up I don't care <laughs> right exactly um but you know it's uh, if they were really that bad like the, that evil who wanted to kill him like they should have thought of a, a better plan than that. Just th- shooting a missile at him. <laughs> He's going to make it. Yeah. I think that's just way more efficient. Um, maybe two missiles, maybe three. <laughs> maybe this is, you could send a couple. Um, what else? Uh, uh, Anthony Mackie. Oh boy. Falcon. Um, listen, man, he's a good actor. He really is. You know, like he does bring it in, in all these shows. Like he's, and different movies, like he stays consistent. He's always funny and interesting. Um, and I think he's giving, you know, like he's given a good performance in this movie. I there's a a beat. It's really really quick. Uh, right after Cap gives his speech to Shield, and it is like they're about to start taking down the the helicarriers or Project Insight. He's like, did did you have that? Uh, written down or do you do it off the top of your head and to me like watching it now and be like this is him like taking notes <laughs> this is ha- like okay Captain America does this like I don't know I just, I just felt especially after watching the new show it's like and, and knowing the speech that he has it's like yeah he he can, he has the chops he could do it <laughs> <laughs> definitely he 
you know, you could see that beginnings there. That that's a great point. Um, I like uh, how he got a more interesting costume as the sh- you know the years have gone on. Yeah. Um, you know, I think it was very interesting this time in the MCU when they were going for a little bit more gritty, a little bit more darker tone, and it's just like a military you know apparatus. It doesn't really look like anything. But as the movies go on, you know, at the end of Age of Ultron, Civil War specifically, you really start to see, like, you know, what the MCU version of the Falcon costume would look like, you know. And, you know, to see him in his final form at the end of the new show we just watched, like, it's it's he's definitely had, like, some of the most interesting costume iterations, you know, like, say, like, yes, like, Tony Stark has more for sure. But this guy's gone through a lot of different shit. Yeah. Uh, you know? Yeah. Um, it's great. Um, I think the reveal of, like, the way they do it, it's like, I never said I was a pilot. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, I think his line about, like, I made breakfast if that if you guys eat that sort of thing is so funny <laughs> still. Because, <laughs> yes. like, no, they're specimens. They... Uh, what do they do? They, yeah. they don't eat. They absorb rays from the sun, sun. and move on. Yeah. You know, uh, <laughs> it, oh, man, it's amazing that they saw all that potential in him at that time. It's great. You know, they were <sighs> like, all right, this is our guy. Yeah, totally. And, and and from the minute the movie starts, right? It's like he didn't exist before. This is his first introduction and that, that running sequence. And you, you've already got the humor there. You've got the bond. You've got him, you know, talking about his his background at the VA. It's there, there's just like so much character development in such a short period of time that it just yeah, we're shown. We don't necessarily have to be told it. You Absolutely, know, like, and it's really nice to, you know, have a mix of both. You know, and and you get a good sense of who these guys are and where they're at in their day. Um, yeah, I love Mackie Man. I, I think this is definitely. Uh, I can't imagine him remembering all the way back to when he like signed the papers for this, but that had to be 2013, 10 years ago, you know? Yeah. So fucking kudos to him. Mm-hmm. Uh, wrapping up with the uh, other character guys we want to talk about. Um, I guess about- p- uh, Robert Redford. Is there more yeah. to say about him? I think, you know, very quickly after this movie, he retired from making movies, period. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is interesting to me. Um, I wonder if it was, like, this experience that, you know, kind of helped him get there. Or, you know, he's made movies his whole life. He's a pretty great actor. Um, you know, he also was in Three Days of the Condor. <laughs> which this movie heavily borrows from. If you've ever seen that episode of uh, Seinfeld where uh, Newman and Kramer get in the mail truck and Newman starts telling Kramer, he's like, one day you're going to see a mailman just right on the street like normal. A mailman you know is going to tell you to get in the van and you're going to think it's just fine. And then Kramer's like, but you're a mailman, I know! (laughs) And he like gets out of the car. Uh, That's from Three Days of the Concord. Oh, my God. Um, so, you know, he's one of the great American actors. It's interesting that, you know, this was at the time where they would get like one big good name in Mm -hmm. a Marvel movie, right? You got Anthony Hopkins in the Thor movies. You got uh, eventually replaced by Cate Blanchett. Uh, you know, you had Chris 
Pratt. Um, you know, you get one good kick-ass name, and I think this guy, you know, he's 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 kind of that name in this movie in a weird way, right? Like, yeah, he's he's the villain, but he's also like not like. I don't think he's ever the embodiment of like Red Skull. No. Right? right. Like it's a different sort of leadership. It, it's interesting. Like, yeah. Cause at first you're, you're supposed to be to like him and, but you know, he, he's like a, he's a government leader and you know, they're always kind of a little sketchy. And so you have like this background between him and Nick Fury and it's like, we like Fury, so we should trust this guy. But you know, like I don't know. I it's I think you're supposed to be caught off guard a little bit that he's evil. Um Right. But it it's not that surprising, I think. Um it's just like, oh yeah, of course he's the head of Hydra. Duh. <laughs> you know? Uh, no, for sure. Uh you know, I, I guess we all just buy into it. I don't love the World Security Council. Yeah. Um you know, those scenes I think are, are, are dubious. Uh, I like the idea of the Triskelion. I think that that's very big, but I also think it's very big. Yeah. Right. So like everybody knows about shield, you know, so everyone's like, okay, shield, boom. I know about it. You can go there on your tour of Washington. Um, okay. It just, uh, it's very anti what the, like they didn't do their research. There's a, a land ordinance in Washington, DC. You cannot build above the Washington monument. And <laughs> that thing is so definitely, stu- I mean, yeah, okay, it's across the river, fine. But still, that's too big. They would not let that fly in real life. And then lastly that we should probably talk about, I want to talk about the music in this movie. Mm. Um, I think uh, there's a couple sequences where you get the Captain America theme from the first Avenger. Um, And then there's, like, two main things that I I, I like, and the rest is, like, the one thing I do like is, and I mentioned it earlier, is the guitar uh, strum on like a Captain America action sequence. Like they hit kind of a cool distorted note. Like when he jumps out of the window to get Bucky, when he's fighting on the deck of the ship, uh, there's maybe, I think one other sequence he does it, um, kind of showing his newer fighting style. And the second, I think is the winter soldier theme, um, that you hear when we see. Oh Bucky. yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I think those are very strong. Mm-hmm. The rest of this movie is not very memorable. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. Um, I kind of wish that they, they. I wish they gave more movies the Guardians treatment. I guess is is what I was gonna say because it's like you have the trouble man. more creative control with the music. Yeah, buy some more songs. Buy some more songs. Just like it, honestly, and we'll get to it when we talk Guardians. But yeah, man, like the songs make it. And and you know you have the have uh, a, a great callback at the end when when he's in the hospital and he's playing the the music for him. Um, it's like yeah, if you had more stuff like that, maybe the music would be more memorable instead of just kind of generic. Um, yeah, this is like a time when it just didn't matter for them so yeah. much. You know, um, I think as they went on, they heard the criticism from people like us and they changed it. Um, so. Yeah. All right, so this is an interesting question. This movie is super highly regarded. Uh, on some people's lists, it's probably number one. Like, yes, and and it had been for a long time. And you know, more movies come out, it's kind of things shift around, but it it maintains and and stays at the top. 
is this your number one Marvel movie or MCU movie? It's a good question. Um, it's definitely towards the top. I don't think it's my favorite. I think, you know, I think on certain days maybe it could be. I think for me, I probably think Infinity War is the best one. Um, but this is like, this is pretty epic. And it's really the beginning of, you know, so much of the more grounded and uh, real and I think interesting parts of the MCU that came later on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that happened after we, you know, formed the team and had a, a great day. You know, you have to deal with your shit. And I think the Russos were very good at handling that drama and creating that drama and then you know, ultimately how our heroes had to, you know, deal with Thanos, you know, broken apart. Yeah. Um, and that is, you know, something that when you finally get to Endgame, like, it's very satisfying and, and, and incredible to see. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I I like this movie a lot. What do you think? I agree with you. It's, it's definitely near my top. Like, it was definitely... Um, in the top three for a long time, it may still be there because I just think it, like you were saying, you can yeah. watch this movie and, and have no uh, experience beforehand and never watch another one after and be like, that was a great film. Like that definitely it holds up in that way. But I don't think for me, like as a, a huge MCU fan at this point, like I, to me, like Endgame is just like the culmination of everything. Like it's just yeah. like it. It's just so satisfying. And like in a year when we had the end of Star Wars and Game of Thrones and this, and it's just like, man, they just fucking hit it out of the park. And it, I will always remember that. And every time I re- watch it, it's just gonna feel that way for me. And think of every time I watch these other pieces, I will be thinking about that future. So it's fantastic. I love this film. It's great. <laughs> like well, sa- well said, man. Um, so yeah, if you have any other thoughts that we missed or didn't talk about for this movie, um, please let us know. Um, we are the Long Lost Heroes podcast. You can find us Apple, Google, Stitcher, Spotify. Uh, you can find us on the socials at LLH podcast. Check out our website, www.longlostheroes.net. Frank, final thoughts. That's it. Uh, uh, really happy we're watching these um yes excited to do excited to do civil war oh my god yes (laughs) excited to do it such a long time coming this was like one that we could have covered on the podcast just if we started a little sooner a little sooner that'll be next so if you're playing along at home watch civil war that'll be our next episode be well you guys thank you frank thank you bye everyone bye